You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. News team, assemble! And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, welcome back. It is another edition of the unofficial 40 podcast brought to you by MidFirst Bank. Go to MidFirst.com slash U40. That's MidFirst.com slash U40. And sign up for the OU Rewards credit card. Well, happy to be back in the saddle, even though last week's podcast kind of got outdated pretty quick with all the uh, coaching news that was going on. Ruffin McNeil, uh, the very next day, decides that he's going to go home and uh, take care of his ailing father, who's 85 years old. Uh, And so he will no longer be with the the program. was announced as a temporary leave, but... Lincoln Riley's got to hire somebody, so uh, I don't see him... Don't panic. I don't see him coming back to Oklahoma, for those of you that uh, would like to have seen them move on. They named DeMarco Murray as their running backs coach, which happened over the weekend, happened rather quickly, and that was uh, uh, a lot of jostling around. You know, the Kobe Bryant stuff happened over the weekend. There was some board meltdown stuff to deal with uh, that we were probably part of the cause of. Uh, so anyway, welcome back to the entire crew. Josh McQuistian is still alive. Posting gr- really cute girl pictures. Oh yeah, I mean you know the girls and I at, at Lowe's for everybody's uh, viewing pleasure. <laughs> well, can I just add like what was the purpose of that? Because two two by fours. I uh, what are you gonna do with that? Is that a fence we, thing? Is that a? No, I, I built them a couple of step stools for their bathroom. Um, That's kind of impressive. We, we we had bought like we had we had a couple of them they were kind of plastic and cheap and then we, Tiffany had seen one at Hobby Lobby and I was like I I could build that thing and I kind of dug myself a hole and I was like well let me look it up and so I looked up and it really wasn't bad it was just it took a while because it was over Christmas break and so I kept like traveling and leaving and so I, it took me a while to actually finish it but I mean they're nice they're you know we painted Laney wanted hers pink and Layla wanted hers like a turquoise so. They're, they're turquoise and pink, so. That's very respectable. You know who else was a carpenter? That's right, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is Eddie Radosevich, uh, who is here for uh, comic relief and to, or to piss people off, one or the other. Usually one or the other. Yeah, there's no in-between, is there? There really is I want to find an in-between. I want to find a minute, uh, some, something a in the ground middle, a common with, ground, yeah. With the folk out there. Bob Prisbillo joins us. He has been continuing his series on the uh, freshman uh, which has been uh, very good to read on the website. So, uh, Bob, doing work. Appreciate that. Marcus Major today. Indeed. Well, Marcus Alexander later in the week. It's the Marcus week. Which, uh, you know, look, let's start off with uh, the coaching moves, obviously. DeMarco Murray coming in. Josh, uh, I know you uh, writing about, you know, what his uh, role is going to be with Oklahoma as a recruiter. Or not, what, we know what his role is going to be. He's going to be asked to recruit the very best running backs in the country. The question being, shut up, phone. 
the question being it startles me when somebody has a house phone still to this day. Stop it. You want me to put them on that's, air? I can do that. I mean, that's that's olds. It's not olds. That's it's a olds. landline. We have a studio. We sometimes need to call we need, people. We need an office phone in here. No, that's not happening. <laughs> well, the, you have one. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to help cheap you. Cheap AT&T piece of crap. That. That's where the voicemails can go. Yes. Hit us up. What do, What do you think? <laughs> I mean, do not give out that number. <laughs> we had a. You had some good ones in there, didn't you? Yeah, but it just kind of it turned it turned sour. Was that from last year though? Like two years ago, man. Yeah, that I was gonna say it's that been was a while. Be, that before Bob, pre Bob. Yep. Wow. Yeah, that was couple almost three years ago then. Uh, so no, but Demarco Murray, like, will I think the question is, will he be able to recruit at the level he's going to ex- be expected to recruit at at Oklahoma? That's the biggest question, I guess, on everybody's mind, isn't it, Josh? It is. I mean, because to me, you know, we've talked about this a lot through the years of the pod, guys. There is, I don't think there's any position on the football field, and I think you all would probably agree, that is just God-given talent more than running back. Like, I'm not saying there aren't things you can refine and get better, but the guys that are great in high school are usually the same guys that are great in the NFL. Like, there's a lot of carry over there where there might not be at some other positions. There's development and things that can happen. At running back, Go get the elite guys. They're, you're expecting yourself to win a lot of uh, turn a you know a three star into the first round draft pick. That doesn't happen a lot. So Murray has got to get into these rooms and when you when uh, you know into these living rooms and talk with these parents and really develop relationships. And to me, that's the question mark. Demarco Murray and his name. I mean, there's been plenty of kids. Evan Pryor's talked about it. I've talked to L.J. Johnson about it. You know, he went and saw Kamar Wheaton. I know Trevion Henderson's really excited about it. I've talked to all of their kind of primary targets in the 2021 class, and they're all very interested in Oklahoma. You know, and I'm not to say I'm not saying that they wouldn't have been in Jay Bowler, but Murray gives a little extra punch. But what we're going to have to find out is that's great to get in the room. Can you close them when you're there? And that's what we'll have to see. And it's not a shot at DeMarco we just don't know yet he hasn't had to recruit at this level and we will see how he is you know when he's facing all these other elite recruiters I think it's interesting that this is the first time and it might be since I've been covering OU uh, and certainly here in the last couple years that uh, and Bob and I talked about this this morning was this is the first time that Oklahoma is bringing in a I guess in a way a quasi celebrity I mean, the guy comes in, he already has uh, 400,000 more followers on Twitter than Lincoln Riley has. And I know that doesn't mean a whole lot in the grand scheme of things, but I think it's going to be interesting to see them. This is the first time they've kind of stepped out of a comfort zone, I feel like, to make a hire like this. And somebody that is, I guess, quote-unquote, unproven a little bit. Let's just say what it is. This is a man who has by far banged hotter chicks than anyone else on this staff. Oh, I would say that, yeah. I would say that. <laughs> On the sure. Sooner Scoop staff? <laughs> well, <laughs> Any that's staff. debatable. The coaching <laughs> staff for sure. Coaching <laughs> listening, baby. <laughs> that's sure. not debatable. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's uh, a rock star. He's, <laughs> no, he is. <laughs> Look, at, okay, the, the, the spray tan stuff, like that, that's the obvious joke. Like, don't go for the obvious joke. I mean, that's what people do. I understand that. But, you know, how many freaking spray tan jokes were there when he got, like, 
Yeah, we get it. The spray tan. We all remember that. That was ha ha. That was funny. Like it was a funny story. Come with another. He's being you know soap opera stars, and you know he does, he's done what he's a good looking man. I mean, like when Demarco Murray was still in broadcasting, like he shamed everyone else with his suits. Like his suits were so much better looking than ever. Like they were perfectly cut. Like Demarco's always kind of been like that, though. Yeah, he's always been very well dressed, very yes. well uh, groomed. He's got swag. Yeah, for sure. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna be really interesting and uh, to well, see here's, here's what a, he can do inside of a uh, not just the running back room, but to see what he is as a recruiter. Because I will say that he's a, he was a strange not strange. I don't think kind of a weird guy. I, I think is how I knew him in college. Mm-hmm. Not that's not a bad thing. I'm, I'm very circle. weird. I'm very weird. Yeah, but I would say that I think he has proved he will prove to be a pretty good recruiter once he gets his feet underneath him. I think he has a lot to offer as far as, uh, you know, relatable, certainly, and just being able to be a guy that can kind of sell himself in, in the university. And I'll add this, too, that I'm pretty sure the last time I saw him, I tried to give him an edible on a uh, gondola <laughs> Don't say this. up to Aspen. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Sam's it'll, be, it'll be good to see DeMarco again. <laughs> <laughs> so you were infiltrating Sam's wedding with edibles. Well, you were in Colorado. It was so, legal. You know. It's all legal. And it's called medication. <laughs> uh, no, DeMarco was always like, you could tell he was a guy that just had a different sense of humor than most people. Like yeah. what he thought was funny. Uh, he's He was very measured in uh, kind of how he answered questions. And I thought, you know, he, he wasn't like an open book. You know when you covered him, but he wasn't he wasn't guarded that much. He just, you know, it, it, like the the one story I remember about Demarco Murray when he was playing was it was after the 2007 season, it was fall camp going into 2008. Sam Bradford going into his sophomore year, going to win a Heisman Trophy that year. Kevin Wilson, the offensive coordinator, they were going to change the offense to the no huddle. They did not like Kevin Wilson would deny that they were changing exclusively to no huddle. Sam Bradford was coached up. He would come in. He would he would say, well, we do it a little bit, but you guys are overblowing it. We're not, it's not that much. DeMarco Murray comes into the interview room one day. He sits down. And he's like, oh, yeah, we just run the no huddle. That's all. That's our offense now, just the no huddle. That's all we do. Like, he didn't give an F. Like, he didn't care. And I loved him for it. I was like, see, now we don't have to dance around all this stuff about if they're going no huddle or not. They're... And then they went out and set the NCAA record for 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 points scored in a season. Was it five straight over sixty? Yeah, Is that five or crazy. That's five, five. That yeah, OSU game, I think they got to sixty. Like broke it. OSU and Missouri, they got sixty pretty late, but yeah, they did it. That's because they had a Panther running things. But I mean, the you know the, the the thing that I found interesting talking to Kevin Sumlin was just his high praise for him as a football mind and that he was not just your average coach and that he was, you know, a guy that he could see in the NFL someday because of of what he knows about offense and how he thinks about offensive football. You you wrote that article on uh, what was that? Monday night, Gary? Sunday, or Sunday, Sunday night, night going into Monday and or Monday morning. It was for Monday morning. When yeah. I read that on Monday morning, the first thing I thought of was Mike Vrabel. He's kind of he went that route as far mm-hmm. as he went to Ohio State, got his feet underneath him as a assistant coach and then made his move into the NFL and uh, I mean, if in five years, if DeMarco Murray's coaching in the NFL, I would think that that is uh, extremely good news for Oklahoma because that means that yeah. he was very successful at Oklahoma. When you think about it, if you're an offensive coach, Bob, uh, what better 
person to be under right now than than Lincoln Riley. And this is something else I was thinking about too today is like Lincoln Riley comes from the Mike Leach tree, which produced, I mean, just go down the list of the people that are in college football that Mike Leach uh, had on his staff. I mean, uh, Dana Holgerson. I mean, you guys throw, start throwing out people all you want left. Right. I mean, think of the coordinators out there right now, Sonny Cumbie that's at TCU, Graham Harrell. Um, I mean, offensive guys, there's tons of them that I'm leaving out here. Um, I mean, uh, well, Bill Beaton. Well, I mean, Lincoln Riley. I mean, <laughs> would, would the Bryles tree be considered part of that? Yeah, because, I mean, he took them I out mean, of high school. and Yeah, I mean, say whatever you will about those guys. They can coach. I mean, they're, I, I didn't mean to sully their name, no. but I mean, I th- just th- those guys are – good offensive minds so but like i i wonder like is it lincoln riley is it his grand plan bob i'll try and throw this back to you is you think that there's a little bit of him that says i would like to have my own coaching tree like at texas tech we didn't always bring in some huge big name like i want to do this my way uh i want to start my own tree i'm not looking to bring in the biggest possible names i will help develop these guys into into big time coaches i think there's something to that because what we've talked about is that with these openings we're like where where do we look because there wasn't a like an established okay this is where lincoln looks this is the guys that he's had before so we should try to go through those sources and see what what's up. So with, with with Murray, it's something fresh, it's something new, and it's it's one of the first times where you feel like you know, I don't know, risky is the right word, but if this doesn't work, this will be the first time where it's like, whoops, that was the wrong move. This because the fact you deviated from what we've seen before, like with defense, they went with Mike Leach's guy because they went with Grinch, like they still went with what they knew. This would be the first time if it didn't work. So see, this is what happens when you try to branch out. What would constitute being able to say this didn't work? If they like, what, what is the what is the bar? What, what do you think the bar would be? I, I know it's his first year, but there are four running backs in the top one hundred. If you can't get two of them, because you need two of them, you're going to lose uh, Stevenson. You're going to lose Sermon. You're you're probably going to lose Brooks. He's yeah. going to be a red shirt junior. He could come back. Shit, for, I thought he was leaving this year. <laughs> you know, so, exactly. I mean, we thought he was coming, he's back. coming back. So you're going to be losing two to three running backs for sure. That's without the portal. So he needs to hit, even though it's his first year. And frankly, you can see how much he's catching up when his first follow as OU running back coach is Evan Pryor. That's how much he's trying to catch up with some of these kids but he has to land them. There's too many good ones out there to not be able to get at least one or two, per, you know, preferably you got to get a, a, at least two to get that cupboard back. Because I mean, when you look at run, at running back here lately, they haven't had a top 50 guy since uh, Mixon. He was number, he was number eight and he was a five star. They haven't had a top hundred guy since Pledger. And you wonder is Pledger being used right at OU? Was that a Bulware thing? Was that a Riley thing? Is Pledger better than what he has shown through the first two years? I mean, it's not like they've been bad. Kennedy Brooks, Trey Sermon, Adams, Major. But it's always felt like, oh, they had to get that guy because plan A didn't work out. You need to start getting those plan A guys to work out 
once again. And even though it's a lot to ask for in your first year, there's so much talent in 2021 that Murray could do just that. Well, and I'm sure if there was any kind of hesitation on Lincoln Riley's part, he was like, I got his, his running his running backs coach. When he was here, his running backs coach is on staff. Like, and he's known as a great if he if he needs anyone to talk to, like, is there anybody better to have on your staff than Kel Gundy for a guy that's, you know, just getting his feet wet? Yeah, the guy that literally recruited him to Oklahoma, yeah, right? I yeah. mean or and coached him at Oklahoma. And Adrian Peterson and Joe Mixon and everybody else. I'm Pretty excited. much every great back OU's had in the last twenty years. I'm excited to just kind of hear what kind of coach DeMarco is. Because he's not overly a talkative person. No, he never was. Going back to what I said earlier, it's like I said weird. I would say just quiet maybe would be the better way to say it. He was, I don't know, introvert is the right word, but he he was to himself. Sure. I never knew he wanted to get into coaching. That surprised me. Like, I was surprised that he he had a broadcasting future. I mean, he was on that team. There was nobody else that was going to take his place. Well, I certainly would think, too, that he's a guy that, uh, you know, he doesn't have to be coaching. He doesn't need any money. Yeah. Uh, So I would say that, you know, in a way, I'm sure that I don't know if he had to sell himself to Lincoln Riley, but I would imagine this thing went pretty quickly. Like, hey, we got an opening. You interested? Yeah, I'm interested. What if uh, in so the Board of Regents are meeting right now. He's not on the agenda. It'll be in March. What if the. The Board of Regents come out and say, oh, yeah, no salary. He's paying us to coach here. DeMarco say, well, good thing I haven't Lincoln, moved over yet. Lincoln was like, uh, so um, how much can you contribute to the bag fund? Yeah, we need to bring you in for cheating. What did you guys do at Bishop Gorman? <laughs> well, you know, that's funny, Josh, because like, he was kind of the – wasn't he – wouldn't you say that he was kind of the start of Bishop Gorman and what they are now? Like, Bishop Gorman then – they were he lost a fifth star because their level of competition was not considered that was the rivals analyst uh, reasoning for it which was obviously faulty because he was definitely should have been a five star but like bishop gorman was kind of in their infancy stages a little bit weren't they yeah i mean it was he and ryan reynolds uh th- those were the two that really got gorman started um with Murray, though, I mean, Murray was just a bigger – Reynolds committed early. I think it was always pretty clear he was going to go to Oklahoma. Murray was such a battle between Oklahoma and USC. Yeah. I think it gave Gorman a lot of spotlight. Uh, you know, back when OU and USC were arguably the two best programs in the country going at that point in time. So that gave them a lot of clout and really made – kind of laid the groundwork for where they are now. Uh, obviously, a lot of change since then in both those programs – or in that program – with all the coaching changes and things like that, because that was still David White era, uh, Gorman. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, my my fa- you know somebody asked me the other day, you know, my favorite Murray story, and I think you guys are right. Going, uh, you know, and I didn't know him. Obviously, I didn't cover him a lot in college. But when I knew him as a young guy, I would have never pegged him as a future coach kind of guy. And I don't mean that as a you know he couldn't do anything like that. It just didn't seem like that's where his interest would lie. Um, but. What what was interesting is the, the old story about Bob Stoops is walking around Gorman with White, and they're talking about DeMarco, and they're talking about offering and kind of making a decision. Well, they end up walking into the gym, and somebody's over in the background, and he's just dunking left and right and doing like all this crazy dunks stuff. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, like it's just nuts. 
And Bob's like, who's that guy? And he goes, and you know, White's like, that's DeMarco. And he's like, okay, you know, enough, enough said. Like, I don't need he's, to see a whole lot of He's got an else. offer, yeah. Exactly, yeah. And talking about his ranking, some of it was the competition. I, and, and Nevada has gotten better. There's three or four teams now that are pretty good in Nevada. But I will say the big knock on him is he didn't have a great Army week, and I think that got weighed on him a little bit. And there, I know talking to some people, there was definitely some conversations that – he was in a backfield with a lot of Texas running backs, and it was Texas coaches, and there was kind of a feeling that DeMarco kind of got pushed aside a little bit and kind of didn't get the opportunity to have a great week. But, you know, that's 10, 12 years ago. I mean, who knows what actually happened. I'm still bitter about it a little bit. I know you <laughs> one are. Of the, hey, one of the questions that we got on the board was, well, will you know, the hiring of DeMarco get Oklahoma back into, uh, you know, obviously Bishop Gorman, uh, maybe back into the West Coast even more. Uh, it, it's kind of interesting. I started looking at Bishop Gorman's uh, last couple years. There just hasn't been a whole lot. I, I don't think it's a necessarily a thing of Oklahoma not recruiting Bishop Gorman as much as they just haven't had a whole lot of top-shelf guys. Really, since that that great year when they had Tate Martell. Um, the great they Tate. Haven't, yeah, and I actually Just say heard, Bubba Bolden. I, if, well, you had Bubba <laughs> Bolden. You had the tight end kid that went to... Um, Miami, um, whose name I'm going to blank out on. They, I mean, they that team had six or seven like elite, you know, Division One type of guys. So uh, they, I, I think it's starting to turn around. Actually, I saw a kid last year at the LA uh, Rivals camp that was just going into his sophomore year. So he's a 2022 guy right now. Uh, last name is Branch, and he's got a unique first name, and I'm going to for, I'm forgetting what it is. But he and his younger brother, who's twenty twenty three, are already have offers. They're they're getting a lot of early attention. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Oklahoma goes down that road in a couple of years. They or don't I guess have, in the did, next year. Have they lost some of the Fertitta support after his kids went through there, maybe? Could be. I mean, and like I said, some of it too though is there is now there are now some other options. It's not just um Gorman or bust. I mean, if you want to get out of Las Vegas, there uh, Zion Branch is the kid that I was talking about. His younger brother Zachariah. Um, Zion was like I didn't know who he was, and Adam Friedman and I are just sitting there watching guys, and we're like, that dude is six foot one and long and moves really well. Looks like a really nice DB target. We walk up to him thinking he's some kind of under the radar LA, you know, uh, DB, and he goes, "No, I'm I'm a freshman at Bishop Gorman." We're like, "Okay, his name's going down." So you know he. He's really a promising guy, and they've got a, I mean, they've got a good twenty twenty two group. They've got a running back already committed to Oregon, so I mean, they're they're coming along. They'll be fine. Well, it'll be interesting getting to talk to Demarco as an OU coach for the first time. I don't know if that'll happen until the spring, um, or maybe they have, um, you know, once the defensive hire is made, right. they they go ahead and let us talk to you know the new coaches uh, that have come in because sometimes that's been the case. Now, that was the case. I remember with. Uh, Roy Manning and Benny Wiley um, when they were brought aboard. But now you switch over to the defensive side, uh, and we're kind of left wondering exactly what this hire is going to be. There's, you know, someone uh, on the board today kind of uh, uh, pretty good uh, notice, pretty good that Roy Manning has started following a bunch of outside linebacker defensive end recruits, uh, which might mean nothing. But at the same time, this was my thought on Roy. If you want to move Roy Manning into some type of a outside linebacker rush-in role, uh, which he was an outside linebacker in college in the NFL, um, and he's been a cornerbacks coach, but like that position 
needs a dynamic recruiter, you know, which Roy Manning is. To me, what's the harm? Like, if, if some people were, like, for it, against it, like, I don't know any reason why you'd be against it. To have that guy recruiting, you know, one of your most important positions on the team, I put my faith in Roy Manning as a recruiter. He earned a lot of uh, the equity this year with yes. the way that he worked with uh, the cornerback position and kind of the development which is that they not had. his natural position no it's not which makes it even more impressive Bingo. that's why yeah so i and i guess the corresponding move to that would be just you basically you're gonna hire chip viney to be the cornerbacks coach correct and that goes back to kind of what i'm asking about lincoln riley is is he going to be a guy that says, hey, we've got Chip Biney. He's a bright young coach. We could just put him in there. He'll recruit really well, and we'll develop from within. We don't need to go out and get some super flashy hire. Let's, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that co that can coach. Now, can you be a great recruiter, a position coach, handle all the demands, you know, that you have to, I think Chip Biney would be great in that role as, as you know, in terms of social media outreach, Dealing with families, he's a UCLA guy. Uh, he's probably got plenty of you know good stories he can tell people. Um, obviously, he came back to Oklahoma when he already had a full coach, you know, an assistant coach exactly. position. That's the thing that. So you wonder also, are there some promises that have been made? That's the thing that kind of keeps going. You keep coming back to is why would you have left a, a job mm -hmm. in Nevada if you weren't somewhat promised? Hey, we'll take care of you at some point down the road, right, Bob? Yeah, and if they don't do it this year, then it's just never it's never gonna happen. This you would have to think about moving on. Yep. If yeah. I'm if I'm Chip Finney yeah, and you, you, don't leave, job, you don't get the job, I'm, you don't I'm do leaving. a third year of doing this when you've been a full time coach right. before. You, at some point, I mean he has he has two girls, two little girls. You gotta make more money than what I'm sure he's making now yeah. as a as a as a GA, so or was it technically a well? He, he's a faculty he's not position. A GA. Yeah. That's sure. Yeah. He's, okay. he's he's a faculty member. Okay. Essentially, QA, whatever you want to call it, quality control yeah. QC, QC, I yeah. guess. But the the fact of the matter is, is it will be um, you know a great opportunity for him just as far as to see what he can do when he is out on the road. It's almost like this time period right now is uh, a, a tryout almost. Yeah. Like, yeah. let's see how you work. And, you know, that picture of uh, him and Roy Manning out on the recruiting trail together, I I would imagine that that's a pretty good combo right there. Yeah, uh, working, I would think so. Working high school kids. Well, but, and think about this. Like, Josh, like, two, three years ago, people wanted him to be the cornerbacks coach at Oklahoma. Oh, absolutely. He was the heir apparent. He was going to be the guy, and he was this. And the the thing with Viney, to me, you know, and and I know that I always come at this from a very recruiting centric, uh, you know, perspective. I don't think there's any doubt the guy can recruit. Like I don't, I don't think any of us here would say he won't make your talent better if he is your primary recruiter and can go out and hit the road and see all these kids. He is young. He's energetic. He connects really well. When I talk to these guys, they love Viney. So there's plenty there that makes sense. I just think you don't – I think Oklahoma is going to immediately be back in that battle that they just got done fighting with Roy Manning. He doesn't have any experience. He's not – you know, like every other – You're talking about when it comes to the Ohio State. Exactly. Like mm -hmm. What are these other schools going to – you're giving these other schools ammunition. And I'm not saying that's fair or it's right. And he may do just like Manning does and pro or did and prove everybody wrong if Oklahoma goes in that direction. 
I'm just saying you're going to give those schools that ammunition where if you went out and got a proven corners coach or a proven secondary coach, maybe you could alleviate some of that. I, I, like you know I said, what we it, don't it's, know, it's though? Interesting argument. You know what we uh-huh. don't know? We don't know, like, behind the scenes, how much work did Chip Viney do with guys like Parnell Motley? Sure. sure. That just got better this year. How well, much I, development did he do? How much... Uh, mental work did he do behind the scenes that we don't know about? I know for sure. a fact. I mean, we've we've talked about it on the pod. We've put up video of it before. He's one of the first guys out there uh, during you know on a mm-hmm. game day, yeah, working with guys, uh, and that's going all the way back to like, Zach Sanchez and uh, you know that kind of that group. So yeah. uh, you know, a couple years ago, uh, as far as guys before he even left to go to Nevada it was. Uh, he was a guy that would work on technique and with those guys before games, and and you know, you'd see him like at summer camps and stuff, like uh, th- their position, like Kerry Cooks, might have been standing to the side while he, you know, put guys through drills, like just kind of evaluating guys, like they trusted him to run, you know, all their stuff in camps. And he still did that last elite, summer, especially with the yeah. especially with the elite kids. He still did it last yeah. uh, last summer. He he was the one. Running. I was there while you were in the breastfeeding class. I remember. I was at the other one too. <laughs> I was at oh, the first one. You weren't there. <laughs> you weren't there. I was there. I was there. Though you weren't at the first one though, because yeah, you didn't have a breast an all day <laughs> breastfeeding class with that that didn't do anything. Did nothing at all. That Josh could have told nothing. you you didn't need to go to that class. My wife really wanted to go, and it sucked. It hasn't paid off at all. Josh tried to tell you that you didn't need that class. He he attempted to make that case. <laughs> Brock Vandergrift but, probably no, still Brock be a Vandergrift. sooner if you were if you oh, went. Oh, if I if I'd yeah. went. You, yeah. Hey, Bob, you can't tell nothing to a first time mama, man. They they, <laughs> they got ideas. The se- if you guys go through it a second time around, she's gonna be like, we ain't doing any of that shit. That was dumb. I don't need to do any of that. So, Tiffany, I'm like, we have a second child. She's over there. Like you you got to remind them the second time around. Yes, I'm I'm claiming Tiffany McQuistion's a negligent mother. Just a heads up. <laughs> yep. Well, you weren't feeding the second one, weren't you? <laughs> did you have well, the, did you have while. the noob? Like, yeah, we, we took her in, and the doc's like, she hasn't gained weight in like eighteen months, guys. You probably should get on this. And we're like, all right, all right. So we just started feeding her French fries. It's totally fine. <laughs> Better than what you give Linda with the salt water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Trace Linda's to you. All right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, there there's really been I don't know, guys. I mean. I haven't really heard any rumblings on any other names that have been out there. Uh, there's, you know, no reasons really to feel like this guy is trending uh, in a positive direction from my perspective. I don't know if you guys well, feel that. Here's way. the thing: is it's, I mean, we're almost at the beginning of February. I don't think that, and I, I get that it's probably a little different for Oklahoma in that they go offer a job to a coach. He's probably going to leave whatever school he's at, you know, if he's interested mm-hmm, in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're almost kind of paying yourself into a uh, a corner as far as are there a whole lot of guys I, I don't want to say interested in the job but it's just late in the process I guess is what I'm trying well, to say here's one thing they don't have to worry about this year and something we've kind of talked about Feb- from February 3rd through the 29th a dead period so if you don't get them this week for junior day you have the whole month where you don't have to worry about coaches being on the road and trying to get in touch with them, you're going to have a legitimate shot to get whoever you feel fits best because there's nothing else those coaches can be doing during the next month. It's a good point. Didn't even think about it. 
so yeah, I, I mean, like we said, we'll keep tracking it. If he hires somebody tomorrow, well, he'll probably hire I'll somebody be in like so three pissed hours. Off. It just it, it doesn't <laughs> seem like um, there's any hurry for this hire. As, yeah, maybe as like much Bob said. maybe as much as uh, that as you wanted to get somebody like Demarco in place. So well, Josh, especially at, if you're not going to make any corresponding moves, I don't know. Josh, you're looking at junior day. Is there any reason to be worried if they don't have that coach locked in by Saturday? No, you know, everybody, I, I had a bunch of questions about this yesterday in the board chat. Like, is this hire going to make or break Oklahoma football? Like, the, the defense and the progression. I'm like, why, why would anyone think that? Like, this is not, this is one spot on the field. Almost, at, at worst, at, you know, what we're talking about, it's and, two. And you've gotten and, rid of Ruffin, which we've been, you know, we yes. all were in agreement needed to happen. You're, you're, you've gotten better. It, every move that Lincoln Riley's made over the last you know, two weeks is one that people have been clamoring for. You have mm-hmm. you have Chip Viney out on the recruiting trail, which, you know, you couldn't have had that. I mean, you had Zach Hansen, I know, for a while, but, like, now you have ten coaches, well, nine co- whatever. Was it seven or eight that can be out at one time? Is I think it seven? it's eight. Is it seven? Yeah. It might be seven. Seven does sound I don't right know if it changed when it went to the tenth assistant is the only reason I, I threw that there. But, I mean, you, you, you only had so many guys that could be out there. Now you have... People that are capable, you know, like yeah, Viney and Manning next to each other, going off, to Collins. Yeah, if you took someone off the road, you couldn't put Ruffin on the road. So now you can put some, you can put Chip Viney on the road. You take him off, you can put Roy Manning on the road, or they can be there together. I mean, it's like they've gotten better. Like if if you're stressed about who this hire is going to be, like it might make. I, I don't understand that. I'm I'm with you, Josh. Yeah, and again, I mean, to me, this is. One of those positions, it's it's a lot like running back, where I think you need to hit a recruiter. There needs to be a good recruiter in that role because in practice they're working with one player or mm-hmm. you know one starting position. There's just not enough to say. Like it, everybody keeps kind of bringing up Craig Kuligowski, and I, and I get it. I mean the guy's a tremendous coach. There's a lot of talk that he does not have a lot of interest in recruiting. He's older than anybody else Lincoln Riley has hired. That that one just doesn't add up a lot to me, other than the connection to Alex Grinch. But I, I, what I will say, if it was the defensive line, I could kind of get it. Like I, I kind of you're coaching three guys. He's clearly an outstanding teacher of technique and develops a lot of guys that maybe everybody wasn't buying in on. But he's never been thought of as a great recruiter. I don't know how a guy that's just coaching one play. I don't know that you can make enough impact with one guy on the field. To say, oh, he's a great coach. It doesn't matter that he can't help us that much in recruiting. I, that that doesn't that the scales don't work for me on that. And maybe it, that would be different if he were at Georgia or Alabama, which he was. Uh, I mean, when that talent is right there, and you're usually going to get it. Oklahoma, every kid that you get is like, I mean, it's gold. I mean, it's. You don't have that many opportunities to get a really good kid. So if you don't have a someone that has that much interest in recruiting, I, in this part of the country, you're screwed. Yep. yep. You're right. You think about that position. It was Nick Benito that they had to, <clears throat> they had to fight off Texas for going into the, un, the Under Armour game. David Guaybu, who they had to sell – don't sign during the early period. We don't have a coordinator. Don't look at the Aggies. Give just give us time, and then you get Grinch, and that's his first recruit. I mean, 
These have not been easy pickups. They had to work real hard to get the two two guys that right now look like going to be the cornerstone of that position. Yeah. Um, I, I Let me remind you guys, uh, the podcast, unofficial 40 title sponsor is MidFirst Bank. I uh, want, want to remind you guys, the uh, MidFirst Rewards card uh, out there for you. You can apply for it now if you go to MidFirst.com slash U40. That's MidFirst.com slash U40. They've set up a special page. Uh, for you guys that listen to the uh, Unofficial 40 podcast. Uh, just click the Apply Now. You can apply today for the OU Rewards credit card. Uh, you can redeem uh, your rewards for cash back, gift cards, merchandise, travel. Also, uh, right now, if you go into uh, participating uh, banking centers, you can receive a free Bluetooth speaker uh, just for applying. Uh, you can redeem uh, those rewards also for fan gear uh, and the OU Student Bursar account uh, to pay for tuition. So, uh 0% APR for the first 12 months on that card as well. Uh, and it's got the big OU logo, Crimson and Cream uh, credit card for you to carry around to uh, show everybody your uh, support of the Sooners as you pay for stuff around town. So uh, midfirst.com slash U40. That's midfirst.com slash U40. Thanks to Midfirst Bank for uh, being our title sponsor of the Unofficial 40 podcast. That way, if you know the bar keeps your card and you leave because nobody ever tabs out anymore mm-hmm. they'll know whose card it is besides having the name on it they'll be like ah nobody tabs out anymore that guy's name i don't think so i can't remember the last time i tabbed out of a bar <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like checking out of a hotel you just leave yeah they know sometimes you're gone. your clothes are they in know there. you're leaving tip whatever oh well you're not getting wow. a company card anytime soon. That's that. Yes, <laughs> I mean we obviously that some places you have to tap out, but <laughs> most bars you just they give you your card back anyway. So I guess right. it kind of defeats the purpose. But they keep your tab open, right? Until the en- at the end of the night, friend, and then they give you like thirty percent. If you have a dickhead friend that's like, oh yeah, Eddie Radosovich. And I suppose people it. could do that. Have you ever done that? Maybe. <laughs> Some 47 a couple times. But that was a long time ago. I've changed since then. Now you are you got the BDE. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess people are just going to go around the Jones Assembly now just saying, yeah, Radosevich, seeing if they're going to put a drink on my tab. You're welcome if you can. Steal your lime <laughs> scooter while they're at it. That's happened before. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, they found a lot of, the, what, like, they stopped counting at 20 when they cleaned out the Bricktown Canal. With lime scooters. Oh, really? Yeah. I bet. I, I was wondering how many there was going to be in there. <laughs> Didn't we already lose Bird or something? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I believe we're a lime town right now. Until they pull out. God, what she savages. Said. How would you handle living life if lime scooter pulled out of Oklahoma City? It would probably the same way that I do now. I don't take it as much anymore. Really? I had a couple buddies that got into uh, Rex. Just kind of car wrecks, like or no, they got just like, hit. No, just like being drunk and on them, and oh, just, okay. And so it's cold as road outside, rash. So and yeah. Stuff. Uh, okay. So uh, there is a big uh, weekend coming up. Uh, Josh, you have teased it out there that uh, I've seen the word five star. It sounds like the Sooners uh, making some big inroads heading into uh, a big visit weekend. Yeah, you know. And I think this is kind of, you know, and I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, it's not a big list right now. We've got, let me think, six, nine. We've got 12 confirmed guys expected in. 
All, 11 of the 12 have an offer. The other one is Christian Driver, the son, uh, 2022 son of Donald Driver. Easy, Bob. I'm gonna get, Not a lot on campus. Into, yeah, I, I, I'm going to guess legend. that gets changed. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we're going to have Bobby's Bob wearing do that interview. Bears clothing today in support of or anti driver paraphernalia. Bob, Bob's going to do the interview and the kid's going to immediately commit to Texas. Bob is like, like pumping his arm like anyone out there gives a shit. Like you're doing something right now like that you're going to get credit for. Like somehow bearscoop.com is going to yes. link to this and Bearscoop is Kersey and Josh's site. You got to think of that, something. That's, that's our no that's our noble high school football site. <laughs> when Lincoln takes over bearscoop.com. When will they beat Carl Albert? <laughs> we'll wait and see. Uh no, it, it looks like a huge weekend. You mentioned a couple five stars. Bryce Foster had let me know a couple of weeks ago that he was going to come. He is still oh, on the books. He's yeah the the Katie Taylor uh, offensive lineman, just an absolute <laughs> monster. You just gotta I laugh mean, when you think about that kid. Uh, you know, he just he just. I mean, has there ever been a more? He literally looks like he just stumbled out of the woods. <laughs> he, I love he has that a kid. lot of. Like, I would think Bill Beatembo would kill a man. <laughs> oh, to have a Bryce <laughs> absolutely, Foster. literally yep. strangle a man. Hmm. I, I, if, if, I mean, you know, we always joke around like that guy's my spirit. Animal. Like Bryce Foster is Bill Beatenbow's spirit animal. Like he, yeah. he is the embodiment of what he wants an offensive lineman to be. Um, we've got him listed at six four two ninety five. There's no way that kid's under three twenty since the last time I saw him. He is, he's got the, the thing that I always catches me about Foster. And we'll get back to the list in a second. Is just his calves look like they swallowed a softball like they are enormous and i'm i'm a big bodied like i've got big legs but he makes me look like a little kid he's just huge all around i think josh um, looks at bryce foster kind of like uh whatever you know sci-fi comic anime you follow where the the hero becomes like super gets his superpowers whether it's yeah you know you got some noise going on that's weird uh, what do you think's happening in the background? Oh my here, God! Guys? It's Trace Linda's. <laughs> no, it's not Linda. Good God! It's Roomba. Linda is Linda is Tuesday. The that Roomba, is, Roomba is, is on the loose. Talk amongst yourselves so I don't destroy the podcast. Hang on, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I really want Maria. See if I can get some Spanish to English to Spanish text to speech going. Speaking of. Junior Day. Me and Eddie will give you as many updates as we can because it is Saturday, which is also Bedlam basketball, and usually the coaches will bring those kids down, or at least for like the first half or so. Yeah, that's usually a uh, kind of a... In, in past years, I, I remember this has always been like a basketball game yes. that they bring them in yep. for, and it kind of breaks up the day. I think it breaks up the monotony of just being over at the facility. So usually see, uh, you know, I would imagine it's going to be your Regular cast of characters, I would imagine Creed Humphrey spends a lot of time with Bryce Foster. Um, you, they usually pair those guys up. Yep. It seems like uh, even if can it's you not tell a... Linda to stop creating? <laughs> Sorry, unbelievable, unbelievable. That uh, didn't that I, didn't work like I thought. I wanted it. <laughs> it's just a Spanish guy reading English, asking Linda to stop. Can you tell Linda to stop cleaning? Yeah, I like how he adds it to a stop cleaning. Kind of sounds like an alien. Hey, oh. 
I think somebody will get that. Now out I have there. to translate that to Spanish. You got that, Josh, didn't you? A little, yeah. That's not Eddie. I mean, Eddie, I mean it does sound like an, it sounds like an alien from outer space, not an illegal alien. For clear, I'm just saying, Eddie. If you jeopardize Linda cleaning Tiffany's house, li- Tiffany will show up at your doorstep. <laughs> I would never. She loves. She loves that woman. Maybe I would more than never. A child. I would never. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, ju- I'm just saying, beware. That woman. Is... Puedes decirle a Linda que deje de limpiar. <laughs> I don't. We have gone off the rails <laughs> on the hills that of was, the Iowa caucus. That was English translated to Spanish. Read by an alien. You know what this segment has been? Something that'll be fast forwarded by about ninety percent of the it's listening fan base they out love there. This. Puedes decirle a Linda que deje de limpiar. I I would fast forward. I want to fast forward through it right now. They do love when you guys when we start talking recruiting and then we, you guys take us far afield. That's, oh man, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Big Crimson TX. Yeah, I think Crimson TX is going to lose his shit in this segment. So, okay, so what, get, I yeah. mean, did you guys get your basketball stuff out while Josh was doing? No, it no? we are going to no, well, circle back and actually okay. talk about. Yeah, basketball well, what we, we were saying okay, is Bryce Junior Foster, Day kids your spirit animal, will be a bedlam. Okay, basketball. Bryce Foster's your spirit animal. If you gained superpowers and turned into someone else, it would be Bryce Foster. Yes, yes. If I could, if I could be someone, I'd be Bryce Foster. No, uh, the other one that's really interesting, you know, and largely because he is a five star, is Savion Bird, uh, the offensive tackle from Duncanville, um, a guy that OU offered very early. I've always heard that the contact between he and Bill Bedenboe was really good, but I had never really heard the kid himself express a lot of interest. Like, I'm going to go up there, I'm going to visit. I hit him up really not expecting to hear back, and he he got with me last night and let me know, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be there, that's the plan. That's a big deal for Oklahoma because this is not one of those guys like Bryce Foster that goes everywhere and he's almost always somewhere, you know, taking trips, seeing campuses. Bird doesn't go to a lot of places. So for Oklahoma to get this trip, and if he does make it, that's a big win for OU. He'll also be up there with Kendrick Blackshire, his Duncanville teammate, who Oklahoma is recruiting at linebacker. So, you know, that that kind of helps him with Blackshire having been there three, four, five times. It probably, you know, ups the comfort level a little bit, kind of cuts that from being, you know, any awkwardness about not knowing where to go and those kind of things. Kendrick knows what he's doing. So that uh that should help that and you know when you throw in the other there's two other offensive line offers Trey Zunn uh Rivals 250 kid from Fort Collins in Colorado he's making i believe his second trip to Oklahoma he came he came last for summer. he came yeah. for the offensive line defensive line camp him versus Downs was the best matchup of the entire day that's right that that was really the only matchup worth watching if i remember correctly yes. from uh some of the breakdowns. Uh, Clayton Smith will be there, uh, outside linebacker from Texas High, that is apparently, from what he says to me, talking to Lincoln Riley once or twice a week. This is clearly a guy Oklahoma is putting some real effort into. Then you get into 2022 where, you know, I know everybody is like, oh, that's so far away, but that's recruiting right now. I mean, the 2021 class, it's not that it's done or work, anything like that. There's still a lot of, a lot of ways to go there. But you have to get started with these guys now to be in the right position this time next year when they are the rising seniors in the group. So you've got guys like Justin Medlock from Manville, Texas, a guy I love on tape at linebacker, going to be his first trip to Oklahoma, so that'll be a big thing for Oklahoma. I mentioned Christian Driver uh, from Liberty Christian in Argyle, same school that produced Ben Habern 
uh, you know, forever and a day ago. So uh, you've got Devin Campbell, the offensive lineman from Arlington Bowie, who I saw this season uh, go against um, oh the the wide receiver. I'm I'm blanking on his name, Bob. Uh, signee West. Uh, yeah, the Trayvon West. God, I just couldn't get there. Uh, and then Emeka Megwa, the uh, so the closest thing I can think of to Samaj P. Ryan uh, in Texas high school football in a while. Mecca Megwa is a 2022 guy just finishing his sophomore year and looks like a third-year college running back right now. He is physically just out of this world. And maybe the most interesting in the 2022 class is Alex Orgy, a quarterback from Dallas Bishop Dunn, uh, his two older brothers went to Vanderbilt, were good athletes as well, uh, out of Rockwall. Oklahoma recruited both of them. Never really seemed like they really made a run at either one of those guys. But with Orgy playing quarterback, uh, like I said, class of 2022, we're not really sure who was going to be Lincoln Riley's guy in that group. This is a guy to keep an eye on. And this Orgy? is kind of an interesting visit. Yeah. Orgy. I think I remember his you know, brother. Everybody. Yeah, he's, he's had two of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I remember one of them, at least. Al, Alfred and Alston, I think. I think Alston's the one like that. that I remember. Alston yeah. and Anthony, right? Anthony, you're right. You're yep. right. Yeah. Al, Alston was a Rivals 100 linebacker. He was a really good player. Do you think Orgy will end up being a quarterback that seemed like a family that just keeps growing like those guys kept growing out of their projected positions as they got older yeah because i mean i know uh we, we talked about uh it, i believe that you were right that it's anthony orgy anthony really wanted to be a safety and you just kept watching and i mean and he just got bigger and bigger and you're like dude there's no way now he he is apparently still a safety at vanderbilt at 6'2 222 I mean, these are big, sturdy guys. Um, I I won't say that I've watched enough of of Alex to kind of know which direction that's going to go yet, but I do know it's in the conversation. Like, I, I don't think he's a guy that automatically won't work there, but he's got a lot of developing to do. I'm also interested to see if he stays at Bishop Dunn in Dallas. That was a school for a while that was producing a lot of guys, and now you're starting to see some other schools kind of rise and Dunn's kind of falling off a little bit. I want to see, because, you know, if he does move schools, what does that mean? I mean, does he go somewhere that already has a quarterback? You know, you, there's going to be a lot kind of the, that you have to watch and see how that plays out. ¿Cuánto estás dispuesto a pagar para conseguir algunos de estos reclutas? Unbelievable. Recruitas? If you can, if you can, if <laughs> you can translate this. Yeah, you got part of that, right? You can translate that. I'll give you a free month of scoop if you just email oh, me. Oh, nice, a challenge. If you can email me at uh, cmurdoch at soonerscoop.com. There you go. I don't know. You I think you should email Carrie anyways and just tell him what you think. <laughs> you don't, have, you don't even have to get it right. I I had some of that this week already. Probably because Josh gave someone my email address. Yeah, as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. All your private ones. This is the complaint department, I believe, is what he was saying after Sunday's meltdown. <laughs> Go see him. Talk to Carrie. I just want to say, I banned one person, okay? One. Don't make me out to be Bandmaster J. One person. And we're talking. I think there would be a revolt if you just started banning everybody. I don't know. Well, technically, there wouldn't be. There used to be a... <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Everybody be gone. So anyway, pledges are pissed. Members are f***ed. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, so you guys uh, had some basketball uh, that you wanted to get to, uh, and I, I want you to get to it. We got Kansas State tonight, so by the time you guys listen, that game is probably going to be over. And it'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's on at 7 o'clock tonight, so by, you get and around to it. the bad thing is Kansas State seems so bad. So if, And it's ESPN oh, Plus good. on Roughly. the road. It seems like everything is on ESPN this Plus is now. This OU's last game on ESPN Plus was the God. only one that's on the road. They were at home the other two times. So I imagine around 6 to 7, there's going to be some people wondering where the heck can they watch their Sooners. But direct them all to you. There you all right. <laughs> you look at Kansas State, they've been struggling. I think they're eight and eleven now, like one and six in conference. That was actually play. a tough win kind of for Oklahoma early in the conference. It was. Season. They needed the huge run. I mean, that's because they for some reason have trouble shooting at Lloyd Noble. Maybe they can shoot better in Manhattan, but I mean it's gotta be Reeves Doolittle. Those guys have gotta shoot better. Ramlage? Bram- is it still Bramlage? It so. used to be Bramlage. It yeah. definitely used to be. They changed the name? I don't know. Well, it's got a different place. It, it's uh, it, by the football stadium now. Yeah. Is that not Bramlage? I, I thought know. that's I, always been Bramlage. I don't know if they changed I think the name. they just redid it. They just renovated it. Now, Bramlage is still up. It's on campus. You you can walk by it. Is that not what's connected to the football stadium? No. No. Or, I don't, I don't know, so. Bramlett, they're old. I'm saying they're old. Like the one that Lon Kruger played in, that's still around. Right. They, it's like their field house. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah, Doolittle. Yeah, it's called Bramblage Coliseum. Doolittle didn't score in the second half. Reeves has had trouble ever since conference play Man. started. You guys, I mean, have you given up the presidency yet? Uh, well, you know, at least Austin was cool enough to talk about it Monday. And he's he, got to get he some shots struggles. Yeah, I mean, he's still. I mean, he's not a bad shooter. He's not a bad basketball. shooter. He's just not making bad shots. I'm just, I mean, my <clears throat> God, you don't have to get so defensive about him. You just <laughs> well, you're just shitting on the guy like he's not, terrible or I'm something. I'm not saying he's terrible. Like, I'm just saying. He's not a bad shooter. He just has been just during the last couple weeks. It's, consistently. Brady Manick has kind of carried this team during yeah. the, the last couple games. He's going to need help because it's going to be a day where Manick isn't bringing it. And you're not going to count on Alonis Williams to come off the bench and be a spark plug every single game. So Doolittle, Reeves, they got to bring it. Do I believe, is eight points away from joining the 1,000-point club. You know, this is a, a game where they usually don't win. They don't win in yeah. Manhattan since Kruger has has been there. But you got to go two and zero this week. You've got yes, you've got to go two. You and don't go two and zero. You're not all of a sudden. You got to. You're, you're starting to play from behind to get into the NCAA if tournament. If you're fifteen and six, five and three, heading in the next next week, that's not bad. You can work with that. Yes, you can work with that for sure. Especially in a in a. I I, I was surprised Tennessee lost to. Texas A and M the other day, like that puts them. Well, college basketball is just a, if you go if you if you go out and shoot the ball as poorly as like an Oklahoma State is, you're just not going to win games. You're not going to win games right now. And I, I really what bad. was it like the 15th top five team to get beat last night uh, with uh, Florida State getting beat by? And I guess it's technically an upset because they got beat by Virginia, but because uh, Virginia is unranked right now. But I would say that like college basketball is in a a funk, or I don't know what you want to call it. It's just weird right now. Anybody can literally beat anybody on any given night. Yep. I was trying to figure out what happened at Duke last night. Did Jeff Capel block everyone that was a student at Duke or something? Why were they mad at him? I don't think they were. I think no, Coach K was being an olds. Yeah, it was like the that cra- was fantastic. Cameron Crazies were going at Capel, 
And Coach K, he's like, he's one of us. You can't do that. Yeah. They should have said, sit down, K, <laughs> cheater. And just hope we don't <laughs> report your bag, man. Yeah, I mean, what a what a snake. I'm not much of a Coach K guy. Did you see his, his post-game stuff? No. Nope. Yeah, he, oh, talking was, about what he would prefer them to so do. So awesome. It was so peak olds. He's a <laughs> he's a snake. Well, I don't care because Jeff Cable blocked me. So, oh, I I endorsed the Duke student section this morning. Did you? Mm-hmm. No, no problems with it. Um, so yeah, camps are coming up. Uh, the you know toward the end of next month, so we're gonna have a lot more there and uh, be pulling back out the uh, the live equipment for all that stuff. So it should be really cool, and uh, I think we'll be. In several different locations to camps. I mean, more than just Dallas. So uh, that's going to be something to look forward to. And then, of course, we don't have dates yet on spring football. Um, we, you know, usually you can pretty much bet that first week of March, halfway through that first week, whatever is when second week of April yeah. should be the spring game. That's well, Masters. Holloway, it's always spring been. game. Piss Eddie off as usual. That's just stupid. <laughs> No, well, last year they had to move it up to that's Friday because of the weather. That's why so I'm, I'm hoping, the hoping we get Riley next Wednesday, even if there's not much to add to 2020, to at least see, was, is there any they should idea do it again. of putting it at night? They should do it again. That was great. I thought it, I, I, and I'm not just saying this because I was able to watch the Masters on Saturday. I thought it was a very well-run operation doing yeah, it on a Friday night like that. And the way they had to move it up like that and get yeah. everybody involved, they yeah. did a great job with it. Yeah. Got a book, uh... No Name Country Act here pretty soon, I'm sure. So maybe we'll get some news on that. <laughs> Who was it last year? Uh, it was... Uh, no, the ponytail was guy was Lee two Bryce? years ago. Lee? Lee Bryce was two years ago, right? No. Was that, Lee, was that no, last year? Trace was There's two. only been two concerts. Oh, so before. it was Lee Bryce and then... Yeah, so Lee Bryce last year and then yeah. Trace Atkins the year before. Speaking of which, uh, Josh, this is the last pod before the signing day. You see any anything going on with 2020 besides Alfred Collins is kind of hoping? How insane is this that we're like literally a week from today is signing day and we're at the fairy tale and we're like, oh, yeah, we better talk about that. Uh, no, I kind of says everything calls, about this, the state of recruiting, doesn't it? Yeah, not a, not it a negative thing. It's just such an afterthought nowadays. Yeah, the the second signing day is just kind of cleaning up what, you know, oh, we didn't get this guy that we hoped we'd get, you know, in December. OK, we've got this guy we kind of like. We'll, we'll take him and make him fill a spot. But that's kind of where it's at. Oklahoma, you know, everybody's like, oh, well, why aren't they signing all these guys? Why hasn't all this happened? I, they don't see any need to just take anybody. I think they feel like 2021 has a chance to be a really good class, and so they're not going to take some three-star guy just to fill a hole when maybe next year they can get the elite guy that they want. You know, Because, I mean, is the three-star guy in 2020 really going to come in and change the, the whole face of the offense or defense? No, that's not going to happen. So they're not going to reach and just take guys to t and then have to kind of carry that scholarship when it could have gone to a better player next year. And that, that's what I think the aim is. That's what they're thinking. Now, Alfred Collins, they want him. We'll take him. Uh, Lincoln Riley and Calvin Thibodeau made their last run for him last night. They went down, visited him, visited his family, uh, went to Alfred's basketball game last night. So Oklahoma has thrown their last punch with Alfred Collins. I I don't think it's going to end up being enough. I think he's going to end up at Texas. Um, but there is not, you know, I know a lot of people are like, well, it's done. That's not what I'm told. I don't think he's told Texas anything. I don't think there's any reason to think he, in his mind, it's just set and it's done. 
But at the same time, I think at the end of the day, it's going to end up being Texas. But Oklahoma has made this a real race, which is insane considering he's from the Austin area and his mother played at Texas. I mean, like, there is so much connection for him and UT and for him to be, you know, this far down the road, it, like I said, it says a lot for Oklahoma and the work well, they put in. Josh, that's just sort of the way it worked out. You had Dre Butler being a kid from Georgia, picking Auburn. Just two guys that no matter what OU could have done, it just might not have mattered. Yeah, I, I, I think that's, you know, I think a lot of people that don't follow recruiting that closely don't realize Auburn is like, probably the second choice for a lot of kids in Georgia because it's so stinking close. I mean, Auburn is just right there on the border from Dre's house. It's like a two hour drive. It's shorter for, you know, than a kid from Dallas going to the university of Oklahoma. Like, I mean, it's that connected. So it's just something that I think Oklahoma was always going to struggle with. I thought if he didn't come out of the OU visit saying, OU is my clear leader, kind of being that gung-ho about it, it was going to be tough, and that's what we saw happen. He went to Auburn, committed right before he left, and that, that was all she wrote. So you're saying that you don't think Lincoln Riley painting his chest at Alfred Collins' game last night is going to matter much? No. Now, I did hear that Alfred was a little upset that there was no foam finger, mm-hmm. but with that exception, no. I mean, I, you know, I really didn't hear that that was going to be a big thing to swing Alfred in either direction. By the way, uh, Eddie is very much looking forward to the next TikTok that will be coming out this weekend during the recruiting well, hell yeah. extravaganza. I relapsed yesterday, 9.30 oh, to no. 2.30. Just straight up, all up in TikTok. <laughs> 9.30 <laughs> to 2.30. <laughs> Falling in love with like 17-year-olds. It was incredible. Ooh. What? Huh? Right? Yeah, <laughs> out, of, out of context. There, there, are sentences, <laughs> I, there are sentences I'm really glad I didn't come out of my mouth for a change. So I can say it. What? You, no, you I can't. Can. <laughs> no, you can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. All right. Uh, any any other business order that you want to get to before we get out of here? I think we've run out of... Uh, I don't think so. We've run out of topics. I think we're good. For the week. All right. I've, I've probably cried more this week than I have in a long time, just with the Kobe Bryant stuff. That was shocking. I had shocking. to just get away. Yeah. I mean, I know that we don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about it, but it is probably it is the biggest death I think that somebody that I don't know, or the most shocking death of my lifetime. I without a doubt, one hundred percent. Maybe I connect the two because they're both sports, but it's the one that sticks out to me the most since probably like Walter Payton. Like Walter Payton was a big deal. See, like I, I remember like there's been well, a lot I mean, of people that so, said that, and I just I just don't remember it. I don't remember yeah. that happening. And somebody asked me like, do you ever remember death where people just just flooded to an area like they have the Staples Center? And I do remember, like, Kurt Cobain was kind of like that when he killed it. He killed himself. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was probably the only thing I can even think that Princess even compared. Princess died. Prince, I mean, Prince died. In, I remember. Prince, everybody was Princess really shocked. Princess Diana. Oh, Princess yeah. died. Oh, Princess oh. died. Yeah. I remember that happening, but I don't think that at the time I remember the significance of it. As far like, I remember I watching remember how shocking TV, it was. Yeah. And I remember how upset my parents were at the time, but it didn't really register with me at all. I've I'm always with, I'm, I'm with you, Eddie. I remember my mom being jarred by Right. Yeah, I just don't I was just like they're royal they're British. Like it well, just so it's more like us just growing up like being older. I think it's it's all those people with Princess Die, it's all those people that 
Like that kind of became the start of reality TV a little bit with her marriage and the wedding and all that. Like, like I remember how big a deal that wedding was, but it didn't interest me. I was like, I wasn't into it. But I'm, I know there were a lot of women all around the world that probably loved that. Yeah, it was probably one of the most significant moments, you know, socially in history for them. But it wasn't for dudes. I mean, who would have known that you what? know, twenty five years later, that Meghan Markle would try and do the same thing. She'd just try and kill the entire royal family, though. I'm, I'm here for um, it. I love it. Eddie, Bob, it's been a while since I've been in Carrie's house. Does he still have that vision board of his wedding up on the wall in the, in the oh living room? God. <laughs> I don't think so. I think that's down, but I think that's behind the bookcase that you have to move by lifting the third book to the left. <laughs> to get to my treasure trove of romantic... Uh, novels. Novels, yeah. That's where you my keep Harley the... Your Danielle Steele collection. Oh my God. Nice. <laughs> well, the thing with uh, you know, with Kobe, you know, Staples can't hold it. They're talking about Coliseum being where his memorial yeah, crazy going to have to be. You can't twenty thousand is not going to be enough. No, no. I thought that thing on uh, t- uh, TNT last night was really good. The hour. I, just, I didn't watch all to, of it. How, how yeah. about Shaq saying they haven't talked in four years? That's yeah, crazy. They did. I, it's then truly, it really it's buried truly the crazy. I really did get, you know, to the point where I just couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't like. No, it I can. Was so, it can definitely uh, like suffocate you in a way. Like Sunday, I kind of got a break for it because all the Demarco stuff. But then I caught up with it, and it's just like, I you know I was, the only thing that I was really interested in was the the journalism part of it just because that was such a disaster and so embarrassing and yeah. such a mess. TMZ look good. TMZ. I mean, they're, I, they're, they're the only ones that really look with good. With that stuff, it. they're trustworthy. I mean, yeah. And being that it's in LA and stuff, you expect them to, to but the, you know, the, what did you think about Florida the, the way that people came the, down on TMZ? Like the, oh, the, the, sheriff the Los was Angeles. Sheriff. That, was, that was stupid. That was, it was, it was, it wasn't going to be TMZ. It was going to be anybody, anybody that broke that. I mean, Probably so. They weren't questioning whether his four daughters were there, like that one ABC person. Yeah, was. he should have come down on the Rick Fox report. <laughs> Rick Fox, the four yeah. daughters on board, and then the woman in in Little Rock or with whatever. the ABC thing. I think he truly. I don't think he even realized what he said, yeah. and it was just like you can't. That can't happen because he just, didn't have a lot of details, and he was just filling time. He was on he his way out. Said something. I think he was yeah. driving out to the scene or whatever, and it just, uh, you know, I'm, he was trying to. I think give a report as he was doing some other things, and obviously you can't do that. I did see some of the stuff on TNT, uh, and it was probably why I just turned it off. I was like, "This I shouldn't watch this." But the thing about you know Derek Fisher talking about when he saw where the plane went down, it was three block or three exits from his house. Really, and I did see he that. He knew exactly where Kobe was going once they reported where it was. And he knew that his daughter or his family could be, be on in it because they were going to a basketball deal and he said that floored him and then he talked about the report about rick fox that was out there and then he's his mom is calling him freaking out and he's freaking out and like he's sitting there almost crying to rick fox um and rick fox then kind of started talking about how hectic it was for him when his name got thrown out yeah, there and i'm sure so random like rick fox why no it's like the whole thing i mean sunday just was surreal yeah, it was. Can you imagine, though? I mean, people have talked about, like, oh, can you imagine being Kobe's family finding out on, you know, on social media? And, God, yeah, awful. That, that's not the way you'd want to learn about I mean, you'd never want to learn it, but no way that way. But can you imagine being Rick Fox's family? 
and like thinking he's dead. Yeah. And then, like, he's, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's better that he's not, but I, I can't imagine that roller coaster, like, what that had to be like. I would just say, like, you know, once you found out his daughter was on board, it totally changed from being a sports tragedy, just kind of a, a overall tragedy. It just, yeah. you feel horrible for and the, the Al- Belly guy and was, the other kids. And I, I, that's not a name that I knew just off the top of my head, but. Uh, very well known in the baseball world, yeah. in the JUCO yeah. baseball mm-hmm. world especially. Uh, and, you know his connections back into Houston. Uh, I think he was uh, David Pierce's roommate at at Houston. So it was mm. just the whole thing is just it's tragic. And can I say? And I'll I feel confident I can speak for Bob on this. Stop sending me the video of that anchor on ESPN talking about. I can't do it. Like that's too much. I it's. Nope, been, nope, nope. Just when you think you're done, there was that the 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 sick child Facebook post oh. thing that got shared, and then yep. it was the girl dad. Like just when you think, okay, I'm starting. And see, for me, the girl itself. dad thing was kind of therapeutic. Like I love seeing there. I love seeing the picture of Josh and at Home Depot. I loved everybody tweeting out, you know, their hashtag girl dad stuff. That was really sweet and cute and endearing, and it made me feel better seeing okay. that stuff. Guys, I, and I, I want to turn the topic a little bit to something I can get angry about. So that'll that'll just you know <laughs> awesome shield job, my feelings. Josh. Yeah. So I well just because the girl dad thing like uh, that cuts really close to home and like that's I love to talk about my daughters driving me crazy, but you know I, I, it's clear to anybody I'm nuts about those two. But what I will say, I had someone and he's a rival's employee. I'm not going to name him, but he was like. Who the hell would put the picture of their daughters up there? That's so stupid on this shithole Twitter, blah, blah, blah. What is the danger of me putting up a picture of my daughters? Like, I Oh, now, I, they're I now people are going to come and steal them and kidnap them. Yeah, like, are, are they not aware when they see me in my truck with the two girls in the car seats that those are probably my children? Like, what, what, what are you talking about? It, I, it was the weirdest attempt to cancel something I had seen yet. That was just crazy <laughs> town to me. It's odd. Yeah, yeah. It's a little weird. All right. All right. Uh, uh, that'll do it. Uh, kind of, yeah, I think it's good for us to kind of get our thoughts out there with, you know, with all the Kobe stuff. So um, it's going to take some time for things to get back to normal, I think, in the NBA and just in the sports world. So um, I, 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 and I, last thing I'll say about that, only thing that was weirder of a day, and I know you guys, I don't even, know how old you were but the oj chase i mean i still remember mm-hmm. that like yesterday oh, yeah. i mean yep i remember watching that in class like my my teacher pulled in wait what would you do in school in the middle of june no oh, i'm he sorry was no, no, stupid. It was trial. he was in summer <laughs> no, school stupid. It, it was the it was the trial it was when the verdict came in I'm oh sorry. yeah you're yeah. absolutely right yep it was the well, verdict. that and oh, the bad. space shuttle explosion that was the only other thing that's what really, i'm too young for. yeah 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 i don't remember that all right, uh, so thanks to everybody. Thanks to Josh, Eddie, uh, Bob, and uh, uh, big recruiting weekend coming up. Also, uh, that defensive hire uh, still yet to come. We'll see exactly uh, what happens. Lincoln, just give it a little time. Maybe 48 hours breathing time, maybe that'll be good. Uh, so thanks. Uh, by the way, I added two new names since this podcast oh, wow. started to the list. So, yeah, it, it keeps growing. So keep checking back. All right, uh, sounds good. Thanks to MidFirst Bank for being our uh, title sponsor, MidFirst.com slash U40. Make it over to the website, uh, apply for that OU Rewards credit card. So until next time, you've been listening to the Unofficial 40 on Soonerscoop.com.